Support Our Sinclair and listen ad-free. Go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Our Sinclair is also brought to you by the Div MMC Future from thefuturewas8bit.com. Quit waiting on tapes and fooling around with WAV files and load your games instantly with the Div MMC Future, a jumperless, switchless SD storage solution for all ZX Spectrums, from the 16K all the way to the plus three. Get yours today at thefuturewas8bit.com. Hi everybody, welcome to Iris Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about trap door. Trap door, alright. Don't you fall in that trap door. I don't want to fall in it after seeing what's down there. <laughs> no, no. Listen, what experiences, you know in the movies, all the time, it's like you want to hide something, yeah. you just pull up the carpet. There it is under there. It's a trap door, you throw something down there, you're fine. Yeah. Have you ever actually seen a trap door in real life? In real life. To ponder that. Well, in stages, I've seen stuff like that. Now, I've actually fallen down holes that were sort of like trap doors. Does that count? Twice that happened to me. Tell I, me about it. Well, I may have mentioned this before. And it's a painful memory. But uh, one time I was chasing a guy through my front yard, and someone had taken the middle section of the manhole cover off, and I went all the way crotch deep into the hole. Mm. That was very painful, boat. A less limber man would have been killed. Yeah. So that was not fun. Then, when I was pulling carpet at my at my current house, they have a, a sort of a trap door in the floor. That's like the uh, it's sort of a an event, a big one. An event. A vent. Oh. Like a big old square vent. I mean, uh-huh. I, I could like I could drop my kid into it. Really? Yeah. It's that's big. a big vent. What room is that in? It's in. Uh, well, there's two of them, but the one I'm talking about is in right beside my kitchen in the in the living room area. There, the library. And I forgot I'd taken that thing off and mm-hmm. stepped right into that. Oh my god! Another gimmick, the old crotch buster. Ooh. Yeah, it was no good. That was that was brutally painful. Yeah. And if I wasn't a limber stud of a man, it could have been curtains right there. Right. Curtains. Right. But I, I managed to make it. But in terms of a, a hidden, when I think of trap door, I think of a lot of D and D, and also I think of uh, Evil Dead. You remember the trap door in Evil Dead? Never seen Evil Dead. You've never seen? Oh, I forgot who I was talking to. There's a there's a creature, there's a demon in the basement, mm-hmm. and it keeps rattling the trap door, and it's going dead by dawn, dead by dawn. There's a chain on it that keeps rattling and that's, laughing. That's scary. It's hideously scary, but it's funny too in a, mm. in a weird way. What about you? What, have you have you discovered a trap door? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Um, I've had several um, doors that weren't trapped before. You mean like, regular doors? Yes. Um, but, I mean, sometimes you've got weird doors that you see in places that are like, um, especially in old houses, you'll see those like little half-height doors that are always creepy. Like underneath stairs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like cupboard doors. But a um, trap door, I think, is always in the floor or yeah. the ceiling, right? That's right. a trap door. Right. I think probably the floor. I think a ceiling trap door. I don't know how that would work. I bet you would a trap door. There is a trap door right there, right actually. There. I was going to yeah. say, I knew there was one in here. Yeah. So a little handle on it. That actually, so what's up in there? That, is, that, that leads to the mystical land of the plumbing of the upstairs bathroom. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not super exciting. But one day, my drain developed a leak, and I had to open that up and fix it from below. Oh, was there any weird creatures in there? Uh. 
Not that I could remember other than How about a bunch worms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this game reminded me of um, you know, it's it's weird, and maybe you didn't make this association, mm-hmm. but this uh, the not the game, the um, the series really reminded me a lot of Eraserhead. I never saw that movie because I heard it was real bizarre and disturbing. It is bizarre and disturbing. You watched that? It was during a phase in my life when I was trying to get over my uh, sort of uh, deal with violent and weird things. Has it occurred to you that this may have contributed to your even more? <laughs> it definitely, of these it items? definitely contributed. But there, are, that film is that there's a recurring motif of these little worm creatures that crawl out of the floor. Or they crawl everywhere. Yeah. And uh, and that's and these worms and trapdoor really made me think about that. You ever seen Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan? That the earworm sequence. No, those things oh, were, that's horrible. horrible. There was horrible. an excellent. You, you ever watch a show called Night Gallery? No. There's an episode called Ear the Earwig. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. This guy wants to. He covets another man's wife mm. in the deep jungle, and so he hires a guy who gets an earwig. And he's gonna sl- he's gonna have a dude slip it into the guy's ear, and these things allegedly they will start in your ear and they will dig all the way through your head and come out try to come out the other side. They they they, they don't stop. Can't well, stop. Won't stop. Well, they won't stop. Well, of course you get bad help. The dude puts the earwig in the guy's head that hired him to do it in the first place. Oh. So the guy goes to agonizing pain. Mm-hmm. Not to not to give this away. He goes to agonizing pain. No one knows what's going on. Finally, he wakes up, and he's like, he's still alive. And you're like, listen, this thing crawled out the other side of your head. Wow. You know, they find out what he'd done. And they're like, listen, that your pain and punishments is enough. We're not even going to arrest you. And he's like, I can't believe it. He goes, yeah, we bought you this ticket so you could go home. They're like, why are you being so kind to me? They're like, well, the doctor looked at that earwig. It was a woman, and they just laid eggs. Oh, my God! So he had laid a bunch of earwig eggs in the guy's head. Great episode. So this is like uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Night Gallery was was Rod Serling's follow-up to Twilight Zone. Mm. And there are, it's not as consistently good as the Twilight Zone, but there are some prime episodes, and that's one of the better ones. Mm. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot of worms in the game, and I also had the exact same thought about the uh, Star Trek 2 thing. Always, worms are kind of creepy outright. Yeah. You ever go fishing? You ever use, you know, you go... Oh, yeah, use bait? real worms all the time. See, I hate handling worms. Yeah. So I'm, 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 a, I'm a fly fishing type if I go fishing. Really? Also, I'd, like, I I'd like, like to see you standing in waders in the middle of a river fly fishing. Added bonus, I don't like to touch fish. So <laughs> I, my lack of success is always a good thing. I don't go fishing all that much. I guess it's good goes without saying. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because this is a uh, classic example of uh, 80s British claymation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your earliest memories with the art form of claymation? Gumby. <coughs> Damn it. Um, the uh, Gumby show, which is way, way back. And I guess if we w- it went a little bit further, uh, of course you got the California Raisins. Uh, they were claymation uh, mm-hmm. characters. I know I'm forgetting a bunch of claymations from my childhood. I always thought claymation was pretty cool. Yeah. Do you remember that claymation video game, Clay Fighter? I do. Horrible. Ich- Ichibod Clay. Horrible game, but mm-hmm. we played it because it was wacky. But uh, I, I, I never heard of this show until we did start doing the Amigos, and people, and I don't know how it would have came up, but I remember hearing people talking about the show. It came up on one of the other episodes we did. And so I had I actually checked out the show before this week, and then I went back and watched a couple of little short sh- episodes. 
to get a flavor. All for the episodes it. are short, right? But know. I mean, I watch. You know, they're they're only three or four minutes each. I yeah. think. And I think there's, I believe, I actually did a little work of. I think there were like forty episodes or something like that. Yeah, here it is. It started running in two thousand. Uh, let me check that. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Nineteen eighty-four. It started running and it ran from eighty-four. It was distributed from eighty-four to two thousand one. Forty episodes, two series, which uh, that's a pretty good run for a little wacky thing. This was incredibly wacky. And the funny thing is, as ignorant as I am. I did not know until this week what came first, the game or the show. I had no idea. So I didn't realize this was a licensed game based on the show. I thought maybe the show came from the game. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I know now. What do you think of the show? Um, well, I've always loved Claymation. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things. Um, I When I was a kid, I remember, do you remember the California Raisins Christmas specials? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they, when the commercials they for one? that. Yeah, they, they had them every year for like three or four years. Because really? this is back when California Raisins and were the And they would guest star on other things, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is like they would have a whole half-hour claymation special. And it was so awesome. Um, and I love, you know, once I got older, like the process of making stuff. And uh, you, the, have, you actually made your own claymation? Oh, no, no, but oh. I loved learning about it. And, oh, of yeah. course, there's been a renaissance lately. There's been several films like Paranorman, of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Coraline, all these you know new types of claymation that are so, so sophisticated. But um, when I watched the, uh, the, the uh, Trap Door episodes, it really brought me back to that that time in my childhood, looking looking forward to that California Raisins Christmas special. I used to watch a lot of stop motion animation, which is sort of the same it's like thing. the Ray Harryhausen stuff, right. right? And that was always it always blew my mind how mm-hmm. great that stuff was. So yeah, this is right in the same. I always wonder who had the patience to not me. Center. It's not even the art because clearly I don't have the, I can't mold clay mm-hmm. or crap. But just the fact you have to have the patience to actually do this stuff. And I will say the little shorts are—they're pretty good. I mean, they're pretty well done. Right. I thought. Yeah, I—I I lo- In fact, I set this thing. You know how YouTube is—you—you you start one and they just play constantly. Yeah. And I was down here doing some work for the show, and I watched probably ten or eleven of them in a row, and they were entertaining. I enjoyed them. They're bite size. You yeah, know. they were pretty good. Yeah. I wonder how they. I wonder when they played these. Did they play like a bunch in an hour, or did they just play? That's a great question. I have no idea. Maybe somebody in the chat. Yeah, can, I was uh, wondering. I was wondering if they would just play these like uh, one at a time, or maybe during or like commercial fillers, breaks. Yeah, fillers. Were they scheduled? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's funny. I was looking into this uh, show, and I, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this. The the the, uh, the wiki on this thing says the the uh, introduction scene was supposed to be a parody of Vincent Price. Did it? Did you get that? Yeah. Well, you know, I only watched the uh, I watched the intro once, and of course, we were talking about Vincent Price and Bella Lugosi just the other night and their connection. And so, this is just another way that they're connected. You know, it's that Dracula, um, you know, deep voice, convincing presence of of Bella Lugosi and Vincent Price. <laughs> I will say the the opening monologue here, as I look at it. It does look like something Vincent Price might say. Through it's like through the vaulted no, door. No, so, the somewhere wall. in the dark and nasty regions where nobody goes stands an ancient castle. Deep within the dank and uninviting place lives Burke, overworked servant of the thing upstairs. But that's not nothing compared to the horrors that lurk beneath the trap door. For there is always something down there in the dark, 
waiting to come out. Kind of creepy. It is. It is. This really sets you up like, man, this is going to be something. This is going to be something scary. And it is a little bit scary, but it's also kind of like funny and nice. Well, I didn't. And, I wouldn't have been scared of this. Although, well, you were also about 24 in 1984. I so. was not, Boat. How dare you? I was only 13. Not that old. I wouldn't have been scared, though. But, I mean, I can see where this kind of thing would scare you. It's, it's certainly weird. Oh, yeah. Weird things scare people. Yeah. So, you know. But uh, let's have a go at this thing, but What do you think? Let's do it. So, we were tasked this week with checking out the Trapdoor, the video game of Trapdoor. This was published by an outfit called Piranha. But now, listen, listen to some of these titles. You know, this is what I like about the Spectrum, man. So these are these are some just a few choice titles that were that were published by Piranha, Beast Enders. Oh, you like mm. that one? Big Sleaze. <laughs> Man, are you sure these weren't sold in the back of a Coco magazine? Uh, Flunky, I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> Halo Jones, Judge Death, mm. and of course through the trap door, which is the sequel, the sequel to this to game, this, and of yeah. course. When you've got big sleaze and flunky, you've got to have, and of course, Judge Death, you got to have Yogi Bear. <laughs> also published by this. They, they were rounding themselves out. Uh, this got released in 1986, uh, authored by a fellow named Don Priestley. We've uh, touched on this guy before, uh, and I'll go through his credits uh, again here. Uh, amongst his credited titles were 3D Tanks, City Patrol, Dictator, Flunky, Jumbly, and of course, the, of course, through the trap door, but also up for grabs, Target, Popeye, and Benny Hill. Wow! And of course, we looked at Benny <laughs> Hill uh, some time ago. Uh, this also came out on the Amstrad and the C sixty four. This originally sold Boatster seven pound ninety five p, and the budget price to three pound. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. So, this game, I will say, just right off the bat. I looked at the game before I went back and watched the show, and when I went and saw the show, the, I will give them credit. They re, the, uh, 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 Don here recreated the show pretty darn well in terms of the way it looks and the and the and the uh, the scenario, the scenery, including a little skull and where the trap doors mm-hmm. at. It actually did a good job. All the wacky crap that comes out. Uh, I this was th- this was not a hack job. No, the person that created this really liked this show. He certainly knew his material. Um, so it looks so right off the bat, you're struck with the way it looks. Now we've played, having played Popeye recently, uh, I was I had a good idea how we were to go on mm-hmm. this, and it's it's sort of similar. Uh, you play Burke, the big blue freak that works for the the thing upstairs. Basically, it's a slave. I will say, Burke's got a good attitude. Yeah, he does. He I reminds say, me a lot of you. Thank you. But his voice was surprising on the show. He's like, oh, I don't know. I you know, like, I, read, I read on the wiki that that is a, oh, it's, it's called like a Western County accent, which I guess is a, a well, variation just, on the uh, British English. He looks real cute. Mm-hmm. Almost like a big, huge cookie monster. But he's, but he's small on the show. He's not Right, but I'm big. saying he's, he's, his voice just didn't seem to fit. What would you like him to sound I like? I don't know. I'm not sure. It seemed like it fit okay to me. It may me. just be the, a culture thing mm. to me, but I don't know. Um, so, anywho, uh, the whole goal of this game is to serve the jerk upstairs. All right? That's your goal. He wants fed a lot. Mm-hmm. That's basically, uh, that's one of the big things you have to do. So, 
what you've got to do is go through and, def- and uh, I guess, defeat these tasks. And the longer it takes you, the more angry the guy gets. And right. which, this guy got mad at me a lot for <laughs> sucking. Because I'll, I'm not too proud to admit that when I first booted this up, I, I, I did the same thing I always did. I just booted up without any prior knowledge of what was going on. And I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you booted this thing up? Did you? I, I know you're such a, uh, a snooty type that you went look at the documentation. Well, I, I did both. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that uh, that I was. I had a feeling that this after playing Popeye that I was going to need some assistance. Yeah. Since this came from the same guy, so I consulted the YouTube and watched a bit of a playthrough before I started playing it, and I'm glad that I did because it clarified some things for me that were very important. Um, so. In this game, this is, it's, do I call it, should I call it a three-dimensional, open-world, dizzy-type game? Maybe. Mm. It's a, this is this is another, the Spectrum really has a lot of these games. It's, it's like item manipulation this and, is, you know, managing inventory, not really managing inventory, but finding things in your environment and using and combining them with other things to, to complete a goal. I don't know how you, I mean, I will say I printed out the manual for this, and the manual helps, because without the manual, I would have, have had no idea how to do anything. And with the manual... Well, you, it also you, helps to watch the show, too, because, like, for example, there's the, uh, the, the, the dumb waiter that takes the things upstairs and stuff. If you watch the show, you, you recognize yeah, that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I just, a lot of this game is, is fetch questing to get stuff, and then you have to also know where to put it. You have to move... Like, you can move stuff from... Their game is made up of, what, about six, seven different rooms? Mm-hmm. And you can move stuff around to the different off-screen, to other rooms. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have in, to. In some cases, as I found out from watching the, the playthrough, after my perpetual failing. Uh, and, but uh, it's... you. It's a lot of... It's just based on your ability to... I guess just be very, very clever uh, in terms of what you need to make these... You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a puzzle game, sort of. It's not really a puzzle game, though. Could you have gotten anywhere without cheating on looking at someone's play this? It's hard to know. It's hard for me to go... Like, I thought about that, and I was like, would I have been able to figure this out without watching somebody do it first? And, and you know, I almost... You know, I wish that I hadn't, because it's hard to go back once... It's like an adventure game. Once you know the solution of the puzzles, they're all easy. Um... The, the problem that I have with this game is that you, you know, Burke moves at such a Popeye-ish pace oh, yeah. that you really feel like in order to make the most of your time, you need to have a clear route and you need to have an idea of what you're doing. Um, another thing about this game is that Burke has to grasp uh, moving objects and Burke is not the most deft of hands. Um, sometimes it's hard for him to grab a hold of things, and you end up having to, you know, maneuver yourself around quite a bit to get Plus what you need. Plus, with the depth of the screen, yeah, there's depth that can make it hard to tell exactly which level of depth you're on. The the depth is cool, and it adds a third dimension, obviously, um, but it does make uh, pathfinding difficult at times, for sure. Yeah. So uh, we should mention that uh, a lot of the stuff in the shows here, the trap door, obviously. The Talking Skull, which I believe is named Boney, mm-hmm. is there. I did find out early on, accidentally, when I actually, I didn't realize you could pick that guy up. You can up, pick him up, yeah. And he'll help you, mm-hmm. uh, to, I mean, more or less. Uh, but uh, uh, when you when you open the trap door, crap comes out of the trap door. 
and I mean all kinds of crap, mm-hmm. and worms, uh, weird slimy things. Like at one point, like some kind of weird chicken monster comes out. Mm-hmm. Some other weird monsters that come out to do the various quests. It's funny when you when you you mention it when you watch when you watch this game being played by someone that knows what they're doing. It's actually sort of interesting to watch the method that you do this stuff. But having played this by myself. Like I said, I tried to play this without any help at all at first. And, I mean, I was utterly baffled. I mean, I was just like, man, I don't know, have any idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I thought I needed to make this stuff for this guy, but that was pretty much the, the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. And I had no idea you could move stuff on and off the screen either, even if you had to. I was like, I'll go into the trap door. You know, I didn't know I, did, I didn't know what the game was. Did you not watch the show before you started playing the game? I watched the show after I started okay. playing. I'd seen the show before, but I mean, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I think really more than watching the YouTube play, well, probably in equal parts, but watching how the show worked, yeah. really, I mean, this is one of the few. Think about how many licensed titles we play. In very few of those examples, watching the show helps you play the game. However, yeah. in this game, it really does. It helps you understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we probably should at least mention what exactly you're doing in this game. So, you play Burke, like I said, this is a server to this guy, and he has you making different things. Like the, uh, I have a list of the things you, you actually ha- have you made. The first thing he wants is a, is a can of worms. That's the easiest thing to do. I actually did that, with, but I had to, I had to like read something to figure out how to do it. And so, what you basically, in this game, there's things that are containers. There are things that, there's like uh, various things that will cook stuff. Mm-hmm or let you mix stuff. And so a lot of the game is collecting stuff to put in the containers, moving the containers where they're supposed to be, and ultimately taking whatever you created and putting it on the uh, dumb waiter and sending it upstairs to the to the, you know, the freak upstairs. Uh, can of worms wasn't too tough. You know, if, well, again, it was in, it was unbelievably tough until you I had somebody hold my hand. Right. And take me through it. And I'm guessing, surely you didn't get past any of these without help, did you? Oh, no. Like I said, once you know how to do it, it's easy. I, you know, like I said, I, I made the mistake because I wasn't sure what to expect at the beginning. And I was like, well, I'm going to check this thing out. And then I started watching it and I couldn't stop because, like you said, it is fascinating to watch somebody that knows what they're doing play the game. Um, I, I felt as if I, I got as much watching this guy. It was almost like watching an episode of the show, really. It's very well done. I can't, yeah. I mean, this, this is one, this is a very good game. Well, it's first of all, I, it if looks, you say it's not a good game, I'm going to well, fight you. It looks great. It does look okay. great. They did a great job capturing the spirit of cartoon it, uh, or the claymation, I think. Uh, plus the graphics, the Popeye guy, he, the guy uh, Don, he knows his stuff when it comes to graphics on the on the spectrum. He does a real good job. Um, this almost reminds me of almost like I mean, if it was not so difficult for me. This would almost remind me of something you would give to a child, like a almost. It's not almost like a game; it's more like a play set. Like you're do this now. Yeah, man, it's sort yeah, of a game sure. There. I agree with that because it's timed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, it's it's very clever. Uh, the fact that you only have to go through a few rooms. You know, remember that game we played on the Amiga? Uh, it was during one of the Amiga thons where it was like a, it was during the Zombie Hour Power, and it was another game where you had to go fetch stuff for a guy. It was, mm-hmm. it, was this, it reminded they must have ripped this off mm-hmm. when they made it. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, but uh, ultimately, it's not a game I would go back and play again, just because it's uh, I, it, like I said, it was kind of fun to watch, but it's. And, and this is a game that's tough to comment on in 2019, but yeah, it is incredibly slow. It, it, it runs a lot like Popeye. It, you've got these huge sprites walking around, or wherever they were, these huge graphics, 
and they lumber along uh, at a snail's pace. And so, and you're right, when you're trying to catch stuff, it can be difficult. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, you're screwed. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how you could ever. And I know people, someone in the chat just mentioned they figured this out, uh, Pixels. They figured out the can of worms by themselves without any help. Which, I mean, if you had enough time, you had no other game Well, that's, to play, that's the thing. I mean, again, you know, we talk about this almost every week. If you're a kid and this is your game for the next six months, you're going to figure this out. Yeah, and there is a lot to discover. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that even though there are only a few rooms, you know, they, they send you to, you know, you're, you're doing different things in each room. And you're, you're living Burke's existence. I mean, Burke, Burke, his whole life is serving this thing upstairs. It's a thankless job. His whole life has lived in probably four or five rooms, and you see them all. You are Burke, and you are his story. Well, <laughs> that, it's a sad story for this guy. This is what he does all the time. This one was, this is tough for me. I, I, I'm not going to say it's crap. I, I, it's not. It's it, it, In a lot of ways, it's a lollipop. Like, did I respect it? Yes. This is a better game than Popeye. I think it's a better game because it's it's a little more sensible. Than yeah, the, the game makes sense. The tasks that you have to do, they make logical sense. In Popeye, it was just random nonsense all the time. Yeah, this I, I agree with you on that. And I, I also think that less is more in taste of the backgrounds. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, right. These backgrounds look good. And, and I, it's a perfect setting for the Spectrum color palette. Like the, 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 yeah. the neon green bricks really make you, put you in the environment. And the... Uh, the fact that you they've they've taken the show and done something. I mean, it's a good license title. It's again, it's just this is not my style of game. I, in fact, and neither was Popeye. I don't have the patience for it. I mean, I know a crowd that would love these games, and you're probably your uh, your graphic adventure types. It for me, it's too it's it, it didn't do it for me. And you, it is. I will say, you do have one thing right, which is it's a game where once you go through it, there's really not. I mean, once you figured out all the puzzles, and there's not that many. I'm looking here, and I think there's like five or six if you count the safe at the end there's not that much going on and so once you knock these out pretty much you're done yeah there's no real reason to go back just to show it off to you but i mean this is this is a game that you would show off to your friends dragon's lair is a good it's what it reminds me of it's a game where you you ne- really once you beat it you're done but it's mm-hmm. the game you break out and be like look look at my computer oh yeah i'm sure there's many yeah. a many a dude that broke this out to show people what the what the specky was capable of mm-hmm. uh but uh Again, it's a little not. I guess having not grown up with the show either, I don't have a soft spot for it. So, I, I mean, did you? I really just found this 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 whole universe incredibly compelling. Like, I don't know. I just I like things that are a little bit spooky, but like also a little bit like kid friendly and not spooky. Like, um, and it's sort of like the Adams family, you know. Like, it's creepy and it's kooky, but it's also kind of funny. And it's the same sort of vein for me with this game. So it's, I, I, it's weird. I think I like this a lot more than you did. I think you probably did. Um, I looked up a few reviews on this thing, uh, Boaster. Uh, critically, it was pretty well received. Um, Computer Gamer gave this a ninety-five. Uh, Yours Sinclair gave it a ninety. Crash gave it an 88. Uh, so those are pretty good scores, uh, you know, all around. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look this bad boy up on the eBay. Believe it or not, I know you're going to be stunned. You can get it cheap <laughs> for four bucks to 20 bucks all, all over, overseas in the UK. As, as we never have that over here. This didn't get ported to anything that we would have seen except for the C64. And I doubt we ever get a copy over here of it. So this is something that's, including the show. Like I've never heard any Americans that have ever talked about this show no. or or, or no, it didn't make it. Over. I wonder if this got played in Canada. I don't know. 
Good question. Is we'll Jason to, in here? We'll have to ask him yeah. uh, uh, if, if it got played up in Hoser land. But th- this is a show, uh, which apparently, just from what I read, and I read uh, some forums, so apparently this is, a, I mean, this is like an beloved show. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what you got out yeah. of it? Mean, yeah, heard that. People, people have very fond memories of this, for sure. So, and, I, and that, I'm guessing that, I mean, if, if they'd done a game like this based on a show that I grew up really loving, you know, I'd probably be really in love with it as opposed to like, I mean, I I understand it, its appeal. It's not one that really did it for me. Right, right. We did get some uh, Discord community reviews on this, Aaron. Uh, Graham Vebke says, um, at first the game is interesting and you need to figure out how to solve the puzzles and ask Boney for clues. But there is not a lot of variation here. And once you know how to solve a puzzle, you always know how to solve that puzzle. Animation is nice, if a little slow. Graphics are great. It controls fine, and the sound is decent too. Shame it's a, a shame about its long-term replay value. Seven out of ten. I wanted to ask you about this because they were talking about it in chat too. Yeah. Did you find that Burke moved uh, faster than Popeye? Comparable. I know. feel like we sort of expect Burke to be a more ponderous fellow, <laughs> so we're more conf- we're more forgiving of his uh, his lumbering ways. Versus Popeye, you expect Popeye to be strutting around like a stud. You don't want him to be you know being slow. Well, Burke is certainly more durable than Popeye. Yeah. I, I forgot to ask. Did you try this in super Burke mode? No, but I did read that you have to be in super Burke mode to beat the game. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I didn't. Yeah. I was always in train the training. Yeah. Mode. Me too. Me too. Um, let's see here. Chris Folds says, um, what Graham said, I like it a bit slow for my taste, but once you know the puzzles, it doesn't offer any reason to come back. Seven out of 10. And Pixels at Dawn wraps things up saying, this takes the big sprite visual and does it right. The animations are delightful and the main characters look right. While Burke is a slow mover, this is appropriate for the lore and it just makes the game feel chilled as you plot around the castle, satisfying your master's whims. I wish there was more sound or music, but those are break the breaks with the spectrum. The puzzles aren't too bad, but I'm not sure how far I would get without consulting a guy. Yeah. Nonetheless, fun. Seven out of ten. These guys are a little bit uh, low. I would rate this an eight. I would give this a solid eight out uh, of ten. I, I mean, graphically, it's it's near the top of the food chain from what we've seen, but the fun factor for me. I don't know. Like I think Popeye, it's I it's think it's because there. I like the property so much. I mean, I really this was a real surprise for me. Uh, I was I didn't know what to expect. Trapdoor, but it was great. I I I like I like a little more twitchy action, more arcadey style sure. stuff. This this is just a little bit too wacky for me. I understand. Um Aaron, before we go, I do want to uh, thank all the fine folks that are here with us on Twitch. We record the show live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming every Friday night. Uh, you can join the party with uh, Curtis L. Curtis B., Picard 2010, Pixels at Dawn, Treyguard82, Ed Van Helen, live from the Norwegian Man Cave. <laughs> Z9K9 is here. Um, and uh, thank you guys so much. Dunk was around. Uh, and so uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, it's always it's always a good time having people in the chat with us. Um, Aaron, next, I want to thank our supporters, our awesome uh, Patreon supporters: uh, Andrew Waite, Jeff Owen, David Spencer, Captain Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo, and L. Tapes from the Crypt. 
Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. And I want to spell, uh, give a special shout out to Frodo NL, our newest member of Clive's Club. Yes, welcome aboard, sir. Yeah. Next week, Aaron, we're going into the sports realm. All right. Yeah. We're going to be playing Wheelie. 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 Now that sounds interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thanks as always, guys, for watching and or listening. And until next time, rewind tape. And press play. <laughs>